0: 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka's municipal and tribal governments are celebrating a quarter century of official cooperation. Representatives of both governments, past and present, met on Tuesday to reflect on a memorandum of understanding that was the first of its kind in Alaska and, despite some bumps along the way, has stood the test of time. KCAW's Meredith Reddick reports.
1: The Memorandum of Understanding established cooperative government-to-government relations for the benefit of the Sitka community as a whole when it was signed on July 11, 1998. City officials say it was the first of its kind in the state. Current and former city staff and tribal council members, along with many community members, gathered in Harrigan Centennial Hall on July 11 to recall how the memorandum was first developed and what it means to the community now. Gary Paxton, who was city administrator when the memorandum was signed, said the document represented both governments commitment to collaboration.
2: The work with the uh, APC
3: with the mill closure and then eventually taking over Gavin subdivision, moving the city shops. But all those things pale in
1: comparison to the MOU. Stan Filler, who was mayor at the time of the signing, said the document was one of the best things he was ever involved with during his time as mayor.
3: It brought us all together again, and that's the way it should be.
1: Tribal council member Frederick Olson Jr. said that a strong working relationship between city and tribe shouldn't be taken for granted.
3: You know, this is rare. You don't have to have this kind of relationship between the city and the tribe, and often the relationships, there is a relationship. And it's bad. You know, they're adversaries. And-
1: Sitka Tribe of Alaska Transportation Manager Jerry Hope said the success of the memorandum is a testament to the hard work of the original writers and to those who have continued to invest in the relationship.
3: There are other tribal councils that have inquired and said, I heard you guys have an MOU. Can you send me that? And for whatever reason, it doesn't get off the ground and get traction in those tribal c- communities or those other municipalities. So it takes a perfect, perfect set of characters on both the tribe and the city assembly to uh, craft that, but also to make it work.
1: The city and tribe have collaborated on a number of projects, including funding the paving of Indian River Road, establishing a child advocacy center, and creating a domestic violence prevention team, the governments also hold semi-annual meetings to discuss issues of mutual interest. Tribal Council Chairman Lawrence Woody Woodmark, who signed the memorandum twenty-five years ago, said that although the relationship has had bumps and bruises, it's altogether pretty solid.
3: Now we're now we're partners um, uh, with the city that, that I, I would never, ever dreamed of:
1: Though the relationship may be tight knit, there's always room for a little tension, at least about who's buying lunch. As city administrator, John Leach said,
3: I can get Keith and, and chair Widmark, which I think it's your turn to buy maybe Woody for our, our lunches. So I think two in a row, right?
1: The ceremony was followed by cake and a citation was presented by Mayor Eisenweiss at the following assembly meeting. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick.
0: For purposes of disclosure, besides serving on the Sitka Tribal Council, Fred Olson is an employee of KCAW. Sitka is thinking about capitalizing on the rebound in cruise tourism to help maintain its schools. A ballot proposition that would impose a dedicated 1% seasonal sales tax passed the local assembly this week and is likely to appear before voters this fall. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports.
2: A 1% seasonal sales tax in Sitka is nothing new. For nearly two decades, the city has raised the sales tax from 5% to 6% each summer to pay down school bonds. But that debt was paid off this year and the extra 1% tax automatically sunset. Now, the Sitka Assembly wants to ask voters to reinstate the seasonal tax permanently. Mayor Steven Eisenbeis co-sponsored the proposition with member Kevin Mosher. Eisenbeis said establishing a fund for school infrastructure was long overdue.
3: For probably eight of my last nine years, I've been fighting for a mechanism to fund school building maintenance and replacement. Uh, Right now we have a whopping $0 saved up for our aging uh, school infrastructure, and obviously that's not gonna cut it. Uh, We do need to provide uh, top quality buildings for, for our
2: kids. Eisenbeis said that while he understood the ramifications of reinstating the sales tax, he was concerned that the state's support for new school construction or major rehab will diminish in the near future. A few Sitkins spoke in favor of the proposition, including former city administrator Keith Brady. However, Brady wondered if they would consider splitting the fund to cover some teacher pay as well.
3: And I think that it also helps that all the tourism that we're having and continues to increase this helps out with um, funding um, the, the needs of our city, especially our school district. And uh, like I said, the only change that I would make is somehow that it goes into maybe a portion of it with discussion of the um, school district uh, going to help fund uh, teachers because we keep losing positions. And um, it keeps making it harder and harder for the teachers to do their jobs with less and less.
2: Assemblymember Tor Christensen said he could support the ballot proposition as written, but like Brady, thought they might consider dividing the money up, instead putting a small portion toward city infrastructure.
3: I don't know if we want to think about setting a uh, split between school infrastructure and infrastructure in general. Um, I don't know if you guys thought about that. But like, if we said seventy percent goes towards school infrastructure and thirty percent towards roads and the like, um, it's that it might that might be worth thinking about.
2: The assembly discussed the idea, but ultimately agreed that for now, funding one thing instead of two would keep things straightforward at the ballot box. Not everyone in the public saw it that way. Shirley Robards, who owns a downtown retail store, didn't think voters would like the idea. She discouraged the Assembly from reinstating the tax. I, I just don't understand
3: it. You're supposed to be saying that the reason you did it was because you have extra money. Then all of a sudden you need the, another percent. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, go ahead and put it on the voter thing. I don't think you're going to win, though.
2: Mayor Eisenbeis said that if the tax proposition makes it on the ballot, he would pass the torch to the voters to get it across the finish line.
3: Uh, I find myself in the position simply to bring it forward to the voters, and I want the citizens of Sitka to take uh, ownership and lead on this. Uh, if there are interest groups that feel strongly either way, I encourage them to to get out and uh, and inform people uh, as to the vote. Um, I don't find it to be my role to to advocate. on a a ballot issue like this.
2: Ultimately, the Assembly approved the ballot prop 5-0. to But before it can be printed on ballots for the October municipal election, it must be approved by the Assembly again on final reading.
0: Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose. The Sitka Assembly also gave the nod on first reading to another ballot proposition on Tuesday. This one would allow municipal employees to serve on the Sitka School Board. The city's charter prevents elected municipal officers from serving in other offices or on city staff. That means municipal employees can't serve on the Assembly or School Board. Sponsor Kevin Mosier said allowing staff to serve on the School Board is one path toward helping the board recruit and retain members
3: this was not done for any one person. Mr. Pike and I have been looking into this uh, because it's very difficult to find people to serve on the school board and there have been people in the past who uh, employees of the of the municipality who expressed an interest.
0: Mosier also challenged the idea that opening up the board to city staff presented a conflict of interest. Unlike the assembly, the school board has no say over the city's budget or finances, and the proposal would not open the opportunity up to school district employees. Former Sitka school board president Blossom Teal Olson, who resigned from the board earlier this summer, said it was a good idea, recalling some late nights she spent on the phone recruiting for the board. She also noted that Sitka's school board, unlike other districts in the the state is uncompensated. It is a huge uh, detriment uh, within the city because,
2: first and foremost, it stops equity because you have to be of a certain type of demographic that can uh, supply your time. And it is like a part time job.
0: The Assembly unanimously approved on first reading a ballot proposition to allow municipal employees to serve on the Sitka School Board. If it passes again on second reading, voters will decide the question in the municipal election this October. Munitions experts responded to a potential unexploded device in downtown Unalaska. What they found? Apart from an antique vehicle. The bomb disposal team from Joint Base Almendorf-Richardson traveled to Unalaska June 30th to inspect a device that a hiker had found embedded in the shore. City manager Bill Homka says there were some tense moments, but the explosives team determined the object was not, in fact, a bomb. Rather, it appeared to be a car part. But sometimes things go the other way. Ryan McComas is a safety specialist with the Army Corps of Engineers and has decades of experience as an explosive ordnance master blaster. At an unexploded munitions safety training in Unalaska last summer, McComas said he'd been fooled by explosive devices that appeared to be something else. He says he once identified a device as a Volkswagen muffler, but it turned out to be a World War I-era mortar. In this case, the item turned out to be benign. The visiting ordnance disposal team also examined some items that had been turned into the Museum of the Aleutians, including ammunition and a training grenade, all of which were determined safe. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.